welcome to Spiritual Soul Podcast, where you elevate your consciousness and connect back to soul. I am your host, Natalia Kuna, intuitive energy healer and founder of Spiritual Course Academy. Join me on the path of spiritual growth and transformation that helps you feel more calm, connected and aligned on your journey as an empath, energy sensitive and spiritual soul. In this episode, I interview Christine Fioravanti-Hobson, and I did have some little mic issues on Zoom that day, so please do excuse that, as well as some interference sounds that you sometimes get on Zoom recordings. To introduce Christine, she's just a beautiful person, a really warm soul, who I met several years ago as a client of mine, and I remember when I first met her, I really felt that sense of soul connection like I've known her before in another lifetime and just immediately was able to recognize her as an old soul, very naturally intuitive and she had a kind of brightness to her. So despite anything that she may have been going through, it was that light that I could sense and see within her, which I had let her know at the time. That was something that really resonated And since then, she's just been so friendly and warm and very supportive there in the background with me. So I really appreciate that. And my first question really to Christine was just to start off by sharing how she first came across me and how those sessions with me impacted her and what they meant at that time. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you very much for having me. I'm excited. Um, I definitely call you uh, soul sister and friend. Um, I was, it was a difficult time in my life. I was really searching. I had ended um, a 30 year marriage a couple of years, maybe about a year before, year and a half before. Um, And just really searching uh, for a different path of spirituality. And, um, you know, I had been very involved in, in, uh, my religion all my life and, uh, something else was calling me and it had been for a really long time. And I started to notice, uh, about three months before I searched you out, um, synchronistic numbers, there were synchronistic numbers that were showing up that I didn't understand and terms that I was hearing that I didn't understand. Um, everybody hears about soulmates, but I had come across twin flame. I had come across, you know, things that you just were not kind of in the mainstream at the time. And so I was looking up synchronistic numbers and I came across your website and I loved the way you were explaining things. I was happy to see all the other things that were on your site. And I had never had a reading before. And um, so I said, I've got to have a reading. And I think I chose a reading and like a clearing kind of a thing. It was a dual, right? Um, We'll think it was a very long session. We have a giant time difference between us. Yeah. And, And I will tell you, it impacted me in such a way. And you probably don't remember this. You do so many readings. Um, You were doing the clearing and I I just cried and cried and cried. And um, that was the beginning of uh, things completely changing for me. It was the beginning of things changing for me. Yeah. That you showed me a piece of myself that I don't think I would have seen had I not met you. Wow. Wow. That was powerful. I really hear you. I'm feeling through your story. 
<laughs> literally I can feel it that was really beautiful I love it and you've come a really long way since then and I know you were doing different work at that time can you just speak a little bit about uh, roughly what kind of work you were doing then and what work you've been doing lately yeah um I was working for a staffing agency it was an operations manager so you know just kind of average normal work um I'm a recruiter by trade if you want to you know call that so I've uh, call it that I've been doing that on and off for a very long time um and uh, again just life was showing me things that I didn't understand and um, I did some coaching classes. I took some, uh, I had some coaching training uh, from a few different people. It went well. Um, I liked it, but I was still having, you know, just, I have questions. I question everything all the time. Yeah. And I was at a point in my night life, Nat, that um, I thought everybody knew better than I did. You know, I had not learned to trust that intuitive part of me, you know, <laughs> And yeah. I did not see a light that you had seen, you know, when I say that you made an impact, I'm not kidding. You made an impact. And, um, so fast forward five years later and, um, I do intuitive readings. I work with, um, tarot and Oracle cards. Um, I consider myself an intuitive reader and, uh, an energy reader different than you. Like, you know, I have a different medium than you do. Um, and I, I've learned so much from my clients and the people that I come across every yes. single day that it's completely changed how I move through the world every day. I, I'm absolutely amazed. I think that's amazing. And, you know, and it just goes to show you what people have inside of them that mm. they either don't know is there or they kind of know, but maybe don't know how to express it or how to sort of go the next level with that because there's a lot of stuff that needs to happen first in order to get to that point. A lot of processing, clearing and realisations, right? And I know that uh, you were in a stage of your life when I first met you uh, and you let me know that you had written a book and I was so excited because I just really take my hat off to anyone who actually goes out there and does the work to write a book because we can think it but it's another thing to actually sit there and type it out or write it out and so um, that's always something that inspires me and I went and grabbed the book and I just think it is, you know, a brilliant little beautiful book that speaks to the hearts of women and has a real truth and rawness to it. I'm going to be reading out some excerpts today uh, because as I was reading it, there would be a line and I would get chills and it kind of reminds me and maybe you've experienced something like this too. When I first started using Oracle cards, you know, as an amateur, um, you know, at first you read the little booklets that come with it. <laughs> and then after a while, um, it would be one line that would pop out from the book. And it spoke to me like I'd get tingles. It's like the light shone on it. And that's what it was like reading your book. And I was reading it on Kindle. And then I kept highlighting these bits. And in the end, it was this fluorescent <laughs> highlight because there were so many pages that were highlighted. So I picked out some parts uh, that I feel like uh, because, you know, it's it's not that just that it touched me, something in me, but that I know so many women would relate to and they need to hear these things. So 
This book is called Bridging the Gap. Do you want to show it? No, you've got it there. Sure. Um, Bridging the Gap. Yeah, it's available on Amazon. So I'll have all the links um, provided with this episode. It is all about truth, betrayal and forgiveness kind of in a nutshell, but so much more. And what I found was it was really raw. Like I loved the rawness of it. You really went there in your rawness, <laughs> um, you know, and that's not easy to do, but you 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 went there and I feel like it was something you needed to do as a cathartic pro- process um, for yourself, but not, not just to heal yourself, but for others too or whoever would come across it. Um, so I've written that you dive in and you narrow in to a very vulnerable point in your life and it was a kind of cataclysm and it was a giant turning point in your life and so this book is like a snapshot or a series of snapshots sewn together and threaded with raw truths that really hit the mark and capture the heart soul and attention of especially the female reader and it was very empowering and in that moment of reading some of your lines it makes you look at your own truth inside you that you know is there that you bury or attempt to ignore or override in your life. And because you share these powerful snapshots and not the whole story, um, it's the way that you sort of pen your words, your message comes through so effectively and there's a power in it. And then that's what I could feel, that sort of that power in that moment because it's a seed, it's like a spark that will ignite something in the right reader who receives it. And so there are some lines in the books that just gave me chills. So let's get a bit deeper. Your story is about a kind of eroding of who you were at that time and a total sort of distraction before your rebirth or a series of. Um, And in that came a lot of harsh realisation. And that is the core. That is like the number one word for me is realisation, right? It's that coming to terms with and actually knowing and seeing it before anything else. And that was about your private life, your your marriage. Um, And so let's start in chapter one. You just wrote, it's just a kind of introduction. While our life may have seemed normal on the outside, I can tell you that having a celebrity for a husband and father isn't normal and comes with its own set of challenges. So just to start off with the backdrop, can you first speak about... um, just roughly what situation you were in, whatever you feel comfortable sharing, you know, that part of your life that that compelled you um, to make a giant change and also was, so was the result of this book also. First, I want the reader to know, you may already know this, it is not a tell-all book, right? It's not yes, a laundry airing, you know, a book at all. Um, the book really is more about my journey than the things that happened. So, um, I don't want to give it away, so I won't give you the full backdrop. Um, but we did have a very big event in our marriage that happened that, um, created, you said cataclysmic event. Yes, that is true. It made me question everything. Um, everything from, uh, how I moved through the world, how I was as a wife, as a friend, as a daughter, as a mother, um, as a spiritual being, you know, um, in my faith, I questioned everything. And, um, I just didn't know how to get from there to here. And the rawness of the book, um, that was the whole point. 
was to be completely honest in little bits and pieces of my life. So um, it's not a dirty laundry book. It's not. No. Yeah. It's not that. And getting from there to here. So we talked a little bit about this before we started the, um, the book itself is, you know, when I was writing it, I thought, okay, I'm going to try and put some points together that could make sense to the reader, to predominantly women, women who would read the book you know, make sense to the reader that they can hopefully utilize through their own journey. Since writing the book, and actually while I was writing, I realized that for every step, there's a million little steps. I felt like at the time when I sat down to write the book, that um, I had lost everything that I had done. Every, not just around me, right? Not just family and and all of that. And I say this in the very beginning of the book, what happens to create this chasm in my life? Um, I was married for another seven, eight, nine years after this happened, you know? So it's not like it was, you know, you know, one and done kind of a thing, you know, we really, really worked at it. Um, but I just, in those years, I was just losing piece after piece after piece until I literally woke up one day and I went, I don't know who I am. Didn't recognize myself. Um, didn't recognize how I moved through the world. Um, and that to me was scarier than everything else that I knew that I was going to lose if I walked away. That's really hard for anybody who's walking away from something that they've built. Everybody else or it's I die. Does that, and I don't mean physically die, but emotionally die and spiritually die and you absolutely are humble and you tell your story without any kind of like defecation of of any other person that's something I really admired about it as well it made it more poignant and strong and wise like you are you know not to go there because that is really important and it's the one of the first things that I noticed you know that that I love you realize who am I now? So many women can relate to that. And that was one of the themes that I felt, you know, in the first few chapters, there's the public facade, which we all have our version. So you had yours and the, this is the real you inside. And then there are periods when they're both there and they're kind of, you know, intermingle, but then it's like, you know, you start to realize. So there was actually a quote in the book, the people you meet at this time in your life don't know the real you. I mean, so many people can relate to that. And people tend to think they have a right to you, to your time, to your energy. People think they know you. And eventually pieces of you are slowly taken away. Pieces of who you are. Built a kind of fortitude and strength and real sense of boundary that came from a place that was almost the opposite of that. So Even actually straight ahead on page one, you wrote, when you think about this life, you start to realize you are not the person you used to be. When you were younger, you spoke your mind and you were very direct. You were made to feel guilty for knowing who you were and saying it out loud. And I think that speaks to every inner child or every, you know, woman with a daughter uh, and woman for herself in so many ways. 
And you went on to say, the only thing you were really guilty of was not having enough experience to set those boundaries with loving confidence instead of the arrogance of youth. <laughs> I just really like that line. Uh, so how did you come into the point of being able to do that? Um, oh, that was hard one, girl. That was, <laughs> that was yeah. a lot of trial and error. That was a yeah. lot of... Um, um, I think I've always kind of been a truth teller <clears throat> and, um, as I was coming up in life, I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you, um, an example about hard one. And this is very, very early on in my marriage. My ex-husband was a, like I said, a, a fairly famous guy, especially at the time and, uh, writers, uh, used to call from the newspapers and I was an open you know, book, I'm honest, I'm direct, um, you know, and, uh, you know, they would call and sometimes they'd want to talk to me and they, you know, then they want to talk to him and whatever. And so, you know, I'm just chit chatting. I'm just telling you, you asked me a question. I'm answering the question. Fast forward about four or five years later and those same writers, things were going on for him professionally. So they would call and those same writers finally started saying to me, all of them said this to me, uh, Chris, you used to be so easy to talk to. Now you tell us nothing because I was learning that um, to be that vulnerable was biting me, right? It was hurting me to be that open and to be um, that direct was not having, it was not coming back in a good way. You know, it was being uh, twisted in the paper and, you know, and, you know, those kinds of things were being twisted and that really bothered me. And I had people in my life that were close to me that would tell me, you know, you're too direct or you're, you know, you're bowling me over with your opinion or so it was hard one over time to learn how to um, be a little more diplomatic. Although People still tell me I'm very direct and I think I'm being very diplomatic. So. <laughs> uh, the wisdom has come through um, raising my four children and a hundred percent, I will say this, my daughter, because I have three sons and then my daughter is the youngest, parenting her has brought me more wisdom than anything because it's a whole different thing, right? Mm -hmm. raising boys and raising girls and um my middle son also uh challenged me um a couple of times when he was in college you know mom i need you to hear what i'm saying and just listen to me and so these little people they're not little they're all you know my kids are all very tall and, and big people they humbled me. <laughs> they were calling me out. <laughs> and so um, I have slowly become not just a better parent, but a better human being uh, to other people, a better friend, a better daughter. Uh, um, I, I hear I become more empathetic and I've learned to trust those intuitive hits when somebody walks in a room and you instantly know they really need something, you know, I couldn't have done that. 
Does that make sense? Like those boundaries, these boundaries now really come from a sense of compassion and love and care opposed to me just being really in your face. You're not going to cross that boundary with me. So, you know, I know that was the long answer, but the wisdom has really come from raising my own children and them calling me out. You know, I need you to hear what I'm saying. The book is written for my daughter. Um, and I've told her on more than one occasion that um, I have, I'm a better woman because she's in my life. I, she just forced it. So everything that I have gone through in my life that culminated in making the decisions that I made was because I had a young woman that was coming up in the world that needed to know her own boundaries, strength, heart, soul, compassion, joy, care, love, wisdom, respect for herself, and then respect for others. And um, that really is what the giant turning point was when I started this process. You say that she's done that for you and that you're also, you're doing it for her, you know, and, and you're able to be that tower and that strength of light as well. You know, like in the book, you mentioned having this hole inside of you and it's that sort of typical scenario that many of us fall under <laughs> where we feel like um, X, Y, Z is going to fill that gap. Right. Yeah. And in your case, you were saying, uh, you know, when you got married, you think that's going to fill the gap. Um, but then it just becomes this kind of giant hole and cavern because you lose yourself in it all. And, you know, and all for very good reasons, you know, getting married, having a family, raising kids. And I know you did a splendid job of that for kids doing the things that you've mentioned, you know, taking them, you know, to their sports games and being there for them constantly and all the stuff that mums do and we're not recognized for. And in that, many women lose themselves. We're all out there doing that. And we're we're being the go-getters and we're kind of losing these pieces and parts of ourselves along the way. How do you pick up those pieces? Well, firstly, see them. Mm -hmm. And then how do you look at each one and come into your own sense of power and realisation for the next step in your life? so that you can be more of who you really are and what you came to be. And it's not to say that we're all not that, you know, there's pieces of that, but we mm -hmm. do get lost along the way and our voices, you know, become mumbled and unheard. And that's one of the sort of messages in your book. And because, you know, you went through these highly emotional times and it was about your unhappiness in it all. When you talked about your highly emotional times, which is something we all relate to, you know, you had a bit of simile and descriptive metaphor that I picked out but I love this line that you wrote rage was oozing out of my body like red hot lava slowly consuming every emotion and reasonable thought the tears came in waves of sobbing snotty choking breathless heaves I love that line so much I couldn't breathe I was having panic attacks the woman that existed a few days before was gone and in her place was a blank detached wreck. I was depressed. I was throwing myself into everything to stay busy, trying not to think about what was going on, jumped into anything to keep me from thinking, no, from feeling. So it really struck a chord because I think so many feel this way or we have these tendencies to not look within, to do any kind of avoidance tactic, to run away, to keep busy, to go in auto mode. 
and have that kind of facade, you know, that we can wear. I love that you came back into your own in this long process of many series of steps. What was it really that gave you the clarity and compassion and ability to be able to forgive yourself and the situation and anyone involved? And what made you be able to get to that point? People struggle with that piece. Yeah, um, that's a really good question. There were there were people involved that, including my own children, that were so innocent, right? And, um, and the picture was so much bigger than I was. And so that was a big part of it. And the other part was that, and I I do write about this, that I had known so many people, um, that lived with anger and bitterness and unforgiveness in their heart. And this is true. I, I knew them and I watched them in my life. This is long before this happened to me. Um, I watched them, Nat, get sick, get, um, uh, when I say old, I mean, just age 25 years in a year, um, be ill, maybe be filled with cancer or suffer some other kind of, you know, malady or, or illness. And I've always been a very big believer in, from the time I was a teenager that, that harboring that anger or bitterness in your life is going to make you sick. I'm a, I've been a big believer in that. That was a wake up for me when I realized how angry I was and I was mad. I made a decision. I cannot be this way. I don't know how to not be this way right now, but I know I can't stay this way. And so I've got to figure it out. And all the things I was doing to not think about it wasn't helping me be better. And I probably went around, I probably went around the wrong way um, looking back, but that point was, I was so angry. And I write about a thing in the book that happened to me that was really ugly. And that was that moment that I was saying, I, I can't live like this. Like, I can't live in this anger. I've got to forgive somebody, anybody, pick somebody, whether it was me, whether it was him, whether it was other people involved, I had to go ahead and, and start someplace. So um, it was it was the twofold, knowing other people that that bitterness makes them sick. And I did not want to be that because that sickness in you makes other people close to you sick. See, I, I instinctively or intuitively knew that the picture was always bigger than me. It was always bigger than me. And um, so in pretty short order, within a few months, I started to get on this. Okay, let's let's make some changes that we can make um, to at least start the healing process. It still took me a long time. Don't get me wrong. Like, I, I don't ever want anybody to pick up my little book here because it's a little book. Um, this little book and think, oh, you know, it was a magic bullet. It, it wasn't, it was hard one. Um, but I did come in with some sense of knowing what I did not want and that poison for myself and for the people around me that I cared about and loved. I knew I didn't want that. That was the beginning of, okay, I have to figure, I have to figure this out. Yeah. And I do write a little bit about that a little bit later on in the book. Yeah. Mm.
that's the thing about forgiveness it, it is it's about how it eats you up and what it what it turns you into and it can be hard so it, it takes time and, and each to their own with that but you can find snippets of realizations and understanding to sort of breadcrumbs to get you there along the way and it makes a powerful difference and I love that you said that that impacts people around you it impacts everybody you know your children everyone so you know you found your path and it's not being easy you know like for most of us, like it's not easy, but you you found your way and you're still finding your way. You're navigating through it. One of the core messages too I found that you talked about was knowing that you have this greatness within you and that is often the missing piece or the hard that, you know, for people to get to because they might know it on some level but then go, oh, nah, or <laughs> but I can't or it's too hard or go back to little old me, right, because we all have these different versions. You did say, and it gave me chills, you wrote, we are all meant for something great somewhere deep within. Each of us knows this. We can feel it. It peaks up periodically, but we tamp it down believing greatness is for someone else yeah and it can be big chills it gives me chills again now I'm literally covered in chills you know and I love that you use the word tamp because as a coffee drinker I know what that means <laughs> and it's just a really great description um you know so well done a great verb there you wrote you have to choose change you have to choose you and it's simple it's powerful and it really is the truth you heard your call and then in some way this is a clarion call to others to, to, to at least face themselves. It's interesting that now you said you are actually writing a new book. So tell us about that. I have been writing uh, fairly diligently for, you know, a while and uh, kind of little short stories and little groupings. And I decided that I wanted to, at first I thought, well, maybe I would rewrite this and add to it and expand to it. So I did a little bit of that. And recently I thought, you know, I, ins I would like to start from here, from where I am now, from the person I am now, from the things that I'm learning now and the things that are going out in the world. Today was a perfect example. I, I was in a place that the energy just felt really heavy, not dark, just heavy, you know, like lower vibrational. And I don't live in that space anymore. And um, I, I, I got out in my car and I'm, the sky is blue and it's beautiful. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, so I, this book is about what I realized from that was even on the days that are still hard for me. Right. And we all have them. I realized today that even on the days that are hard and I don't feel like my light is being very bright, um, it really still is in a really good place, not just for me, but for the people who depend on me or the people that I meet every single day. And the heaviness that I felt where I was today, um, in contrast to how I live my life or how my life shows up for me, um, even on my very worst day, was so different that um, it actually pushed the inspiration to write a whole different book. So the new book is going to be um, a higher vibrational book. Um, I believe that my life has come full circle to a service. I'm, I'm, I live my life from a service position now. Um, 
and no matter what I'm doing, right? So it's going to be about that. It's still going to wrap into this book a little bit. It's going to have some of the bits of um, some of the struggles that I still have. I write some short stories that, you know, that on a really hard day, about a year ago, I had a really, really hard couple of days and I ate my way through the day and like Twizzlers and Pop-Tarts. And I don't even know if you have this stuff where you are. So (laughs) a couple of bowls of cereal and, you know, and I'm not advocating that by any, you know, (laughs) stretch of the imagination. It's not something I do very often, but it so struck me at the time that the next morning it struck me as funny. And I wrote this very funny, sarcastic piece about me burying those emotions in pop tarts, you know, <laughs> and this kind of crazy thing. And so this book is going to be about, even though the journey never stops and there still are hard days, right? Because we're never there. There's no there, there, right? You know, you still have the hard days with each day that we get healthier and brighter. Those like, if we're here, that low isn't down here anymore. That low is here. So that's what made me really decide. I decided uh, a a few weeks ago, I'm going to write something different and put some of these things together. But today really was the, the push where, oh, I get how this stuff starts coming together. I get what I've written is starting to come together that you think you're not making progress, but you're here, you're here, you're here, and you've come from here. And so when you drop, you don't drop way down here anymore, you know? And so the book is really going to be hopefully inspirational. I hope this is inspirational, but inspirational from a different perspective. I hope it's lighter. It's funnier. This book, current book, um, definitely is me. The words are all me. There's some sarcasm, little bit of language here there. Um, and this one will be probably similar. Um, I hope it's more inspirational. I hope it's a lighter, funnier take on the life that I live now and the people that I'm come across now and the community that, um, that I work with, um, now some funny stuff, like, you know, um, people are wonderful. So I don't know that it's clearly cohesive right now. Um, but it's coming together and, um, I'm really excited about it. And hopefully in the next few months, it'll be done. I already have, um, an editor that will start working on in a couple of months and start working what I have so far. And, um, yeah, I, you know, like I said, it's, it's not a hundred percent cohesive, but it's, I'm, I'm working at it. I love it that you're doing it and that you found your sense of humor and sort of weaved that in. And it sounds, you know, something that relates to your everyday life and you're bringing this new light that you've birthed. That's always been a part of you, but that has manifested into form from making the changes and the sacrifices of you know, to, um, to come to where you are and there's no ever perfect, you know, and you recognize that you recognize that there's no there and like perfect place. Like we're always just, you know, going up and down the merry-go-round. Um, but at least you're having 
some fun while you're going around it, right? <laughs> and yeah. you're coming from even just, you know, using the term higher vibrational, coming from a higher vibrational place, but in truth and in grounding, not in kind of fancy land, you know? So you're bringing that through from a grounded place, which I love. Speaking about all this, you know, I hope that it inspires others because, you know, it's always so exciting writing and, you know, expressing yourself in these ways and doing something out there in the world. So was there anything else you'd like to talk about before we finish off, like about your spiritual experiences or or anything else or a sort of core message you'd like to share? Yeah, I, you know, I just encourage anybody that this resonates with or my book resonates with, um, just to really keep moving, keep moving forward. Um, keep, keep looking for what resonates with you. Keep finding people like I found you that, you know, helped me out. And, and even though that I have learned that everything kind of comes from within, right? So, you know, I have this incredible connection to source, to God, whatever, you know, you want to call it. And you have everything that you need right here. Um, these connections that come from this are very powerful and to be vulnerable and to say, I, you know, I need help, or I have this question, keep asking, keep looking. If, if people aren't paying attention, somebody is going to pay attention. Somebody's going to hear you. Somebody's going to talk you through it. Um, somebody's going to give you a tool that's going to help you find shine your own light. So this is the last thing that I'll say. I feel like part of my job here in the world is to shine a light. We all have that job. That's all of our jobs. I shine a light. And if I can shine my light bright enough to illuminate, maybe just the first stepping stone in your path and you get inspired because you could see it, and then you step and now your light starts to shine a little bit brighter, right? Because you're now feeling that and you could start to illuminate your own path and your light gets brighter and you're illuminating the next person's first stone. That's what I feel. I'm going to cry. Yeah. That's what I feel my job is. And that's why I do what I do. That's why I work in the places that I work and with the things that I work and, and, um, so don't give up. I don't care what's happening in your life. And I know we all have a story now. We all have a story <clears throat> that is heartbreaking and compelling and mine compared to others. I don't compare, but if somebody could say, well, I went through this, I understand. I have empathy and I have care. And I have love for whatever it is that you've gone through. Keep, keep moving forward. Your light, you may feel like your light is that big, but I promise with each step, it gets brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter. And then you are really impacting the people around you. People are watching. And even if you think nobody is watching, there are waves of that vibration going out. Like there are waves and you are just touching everything around you. And um, that's the last that I will say, because I will get on that and I will go forever. So. Wow. That is, that is a piece on its own. <laughs> that is amazing. And I relate to it in so many ways. I mean, just even the metaphor of the stepping stones, that is something that the angels have brought to me clairvoyantly so many times in a session that will show me an image of the stepping stone and it's always the next one and it's lit up 
Yeah. And then um, like around it is like a calm pond. And then so the idea is you go to the next and that's the next platform of your life, the next part. And then you get your healing and you get all high vibe and you, and you sort of come into your own. And then the next step will be revealed because, you know, they're not all revealed at once, but to know that they are there. And you're very aware of that. And I do think, too, that many of us who do shine our lights, we do not know the impact at all, you know, like of how far that reach goes, which can be for anybody who just follows a calling, um, sort of turns on their light, does something nice one day to somebody, smiles to an old person at the shops. You do not know the impact of that. The ripples of that are so wide and expansive, you know, and we've all had a moment of that. So just really, you know, reflect on that and everyone listening out there, how far that can take not just yourself but other people. And um, there's something so powerful in that. So I love that message so much. I just want to thank you so much for coming here and being so truthful and vulnerable and just being you and being kind and you're such a great voice because you're true as a woman and you know you come to your own you've been doing so many exciting things and you're now doing readings and I just love it like it's so exciting um you know and but it's all normal you know it's all like that's that's what you do now and you do other stuff it's just all part of it and you've really grown in your spirituality so just thank you for coming on Yeah, thank you very much for having me. And you've inspired me and you've inspired so many other people. And so keep doing what you're doing. You are an incredible light in and of yourself. And um, you've been a big part of how I've gotten to where I am. So thank you. Thank you.